Yo, I got it. <laughs> okay, one second. Hold on. Finally got it. Finally got the voice recording. <laughs> Okay. So, anyway, this is my uh, good friend Sonny Arvado. He's f from uh, Strength by Sonny. And um, I've been watching him for a while, and I, I like his content, so I thought he would be on our show. So, um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, no, thanks for having me on. What's up, everybody? Uh, like you said, yeah, I'm Sonny Arvado. Uh, I'm the creator of strengthbystudy.com. It's a men's self-improvement site that pretty much focuses on, you know, when I came up with the idea to do it, um, I wanted to focus on pretty much anything that a guy would want to know um, in the modern era, so everything from fitness, bodybuilding, uh, professional networking, uh, obviously the dating stuff, that's a big part as well, and just overall looking at the culture, um, I had the site uh, focus on that. I've been doing it about four years now. Uh, last year, I released my first book. Uh, it's called The Pirate Propellers. Um, it's the number one bestseller in three separate categories on iTunes. I mean, not iTunes, uh, Amazon. So I'm very excited, uh, very grateful for that experience as well. But other than that, you know, it's been this, you know, four years being on the internet, um, giving people advice all over the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I definitely got a lot of unique insight, a lot of unique uh, information. Um, uh, have to share with anybody. Great, great, great. Okay, um, well, I guess I'll start with my first question. It was uh, since we we both are in the self improvement category, or I guess the self improvement genre. Um, I just wanted to know what personally brought you into it and made you um, want to get into that career, I guess. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think I think now more than ever, we're at a time when people were, were it's hard for guys, especially guys, to, to find their way, and I'm sure we'll get into that in a second. Um, it's hard for guys to find their way, um, pretty much any way you can imagine. It's hard to find your way professionally, hard to find your way, um, just finding your place, you know, in the world, you know, how you do that, and I think you know, we're looking for answers, and you know, when you're looking for answers, you seek you seek them out, and that's how you, know, you kind of get into it. Um, me personally, I sort of, uh, you know, I sort of um, uh, got into the self improvement stuff towards the tail end of college because you know I was kind of getting hit with that reality check that uh, um, you know the fun is about to end. You know, high school and college. You know, I'm more of a kid then. Now I'm getting to the point where I need to find out, you know, really, you know, where am I going in life? Um, and, uh, you know, just like most you know, kids in college and grad school, um, you, don't, you don't have answers and you're seeking out answers. So you start reading things and, you know, as I started figuring things out, I realized that, you know, I have a voice. I have a lot of experience on, on certain things. Um, I've you know, been very successful in the fitness and dating stuff. Um, I'm going to start my own outlet to give people advice and, and just branch out from there. And I started Strength by Sunny, you know, around this time, four years ago, 2014. And I haven't stopped since. 
Great, yeah. Um, we were talking earlier, I guess, uh, we were talking about, um, I guess, the uh, generation we're in is basically kind of the fatherless generation. Yeah. And, um, like, basically we were talking about um, how feminism has kind of, uh, or how people started out, well, I guess, I guess this comes down to, um, Oh, shit. Like, why companies like RSD are able to thrive, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And uh, you had something, some interesting insight on that um, in reference to, like, a fatherless generation, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so what's happened, and I have to talk about this in my book, um, flashback to... Uh, the post-World War II years in America. What happens? Um, I can tell you what, what life was like. Then. Life was a lot different then. Um, so America, we just got out of World War II. Um, you know, the period of the time, you know, we were victorious. So uh, there was a post-World War II economic boom. So what happened? You know, there's an abundance of jobs. There's an abundance of money. People started settling down and having families. And... Um, People started settling down and having families, and what happened? This created freedom. There was more purchasing power than ever because what happened? That one strong nuclear family unit. The mother was, you know, took care of the children, you know, took care of the household. The father would be, you know, out, you know, working his job, and, you know, in a factory or something like that. And then he'd come home, and you know, everything was great. He had the family unit, and this relates back to a lack of, you know, back then we had an abundance of. Uh, masculine role models. We had heroes back then. Young men had heroes growing up then. Uh, whether it be sports heroes, you know, Mickey Mantle was the, the sports hero at the time. Um, uh, and not only, but not only that, you had a hero in the household. Dad was the hero. Right? Dad was a strong masculine role model, um, and he was a heroic figure for his son or sons. And that was the norm. And then what happened? Um, there's a great book written by uh, Dr. Anthony Napoleon, one of my favorite authors, called The Progressive Virus, where he explains what exactly happened. So the people in charge... The progressive virus, right? The progressive virus, yes. Yeah. The people pulling all the strings behind the scenes. Um, they didn't like this. They didn't like this newfound freedom. They didn't like that people had all this uh, purchasing power. So what do they do? They had to come up with ways to destroy the nuclear family unit um, divide, and, um, divide and conquer, right? Divide and conquer. Economically enslaved the masses. Right around this time, again, when we start seeing uh, credit cards normalize, and that's what happened. They broke up the family, and so they started injecting. They started with on the college, in the college, the educational system. They started injecting all these progressive ideals, feminism, uh, consumerism, um, liberalism, all these things. And what happened now? You know, the idea of having a family is not as appealing. And they, they started doing this in the media as well. Um, the idea of having a family is not as, you know, women, they're given this idea that, you know, you don't have to have a family. Well, I could be out on my own, getting my own job, making my own money, and buying all these things for myself, me, 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 me. And that's what happened. Um, and then, you know, you have these progressive ideals, feminism, all this bullshit. And, uh, it's funny you say that. Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to cut you off. But the other day I was at, I was actually at this um, a strip club, 
and um, some girl, I was talking to her, and she was talking to me about, uh, she, she was talking to me about um, how she, I was like, what do you want in a man? And she was like, oh, I want a guy who's 6'4", fucking jacked, and all this, like, all these, like, ridiculous, like, qualities. And, of course, she was, like, 19 years old, so it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, wow, you got pretty high opinion of yourself and and she was she was a cute girl but it's like it's like if every woman thinks this way which is basically the cancer that is like causing that that is going on with Amer American women that everybody is like so sick of American with because they have these high uh, standards because of these ideals so it's like it just reminds me of of that conversation I was having with that girl but anyway sorry to cut you off <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so, what's happened? Over the past decades, these ideals have become more and more glorified, and now, you know, you have um, divorce is more common than ever, and what you have today, you have a generation of young men who, they don't grow up with a masculine role model or fatherly figure. They grow up raised by single moms for the most part, okay? And so what, you know, what leads people to a company such as ours, People are desperate to fill that void. We all have that growing up. Some people are lucky, such as myself, where you actually have that masculine role model, that fatherly figure in the household, and everything's fine, and you know, and, you know, life is great. But for the most, that's not a luxury that a lot of guys have nowadays. It used to be the norm. Now it's, it's just it's a blessing. Um, you know, it used to be a guarantee. Now it's not. Uh, but you know, so guys, they're desperate to fill this, this void. And you're looking to desperate to fill with anybody you can find, and you know that's how you get that. All right, all right. Um, yeah, you, I totally agree. But um, anyway, what, the next question, now that we covered that, is um, pretty much. I guess we were talking about um, earlier about how uh, RSD based. Most of the men there are. Um, Low testosterone, not not in very good shape. Um, basically, not the most well endowed when it comes to like you know, genetics or whatever. And um, which brings me to the next question: Is uh, do you think looks and aesthetics is important in PUA and or in pickup? Yeah, no, it, it is, and this is a debate that will continue to go on and on. But looks and aesthetics is the most when it comes to getting chicks. It's the most important thing. Um, the metrics that we I guess somewhere along the line, people for, people thought that what men and women are very different from one another when we're not. The same metrics that we use to assess a woman's um, worth. Dating uh, value, right? It, you know, we, what are the metrics we use? When we look at a girl, we're not looking at these unquantifiable, unquantifiable metrics such as game and confidence. You know, that hot chick at the gym. I'm not attracted to her because she seems confident <laughs> she has a good game. I'm attracted Like I was saying earlier, like I had like a little experimental phase early on where I wasn't, I didn't really care as much about my looks and I didn't go to the gym as much. But then after like 
some four or five years of, of changing my lifestyle a little bit and doing the whole low-carb keto thing. I lost, like, 20 pounds, and I totally, like, noticed a big improvement, not just on, uh, like, my success with women, but my confidence, you know, because I was seeing that I got the success with women, and after, like, four or five years, I felt, like, like the confidence, my confidence level, like, increased, like, exponentially. But anyways... Yeah. Anyways, um, next thing I was going to cover is, oh, yeah, do you think being good with women helps in other parts of life? Yeah, it does. Um, and I would argue that it's definitely a metric of how you're overall doing in life. Um, example of this is, uh, well, think of it. Think of it from both extremes. When you're not and when you're not getting the women you want in your life, it makes you angry. It makes you bitter. And I've seen this with guys who uh, uh, who don't have that. They they have a, a general. Their default is naturally bitter, naturally angry, naturally uh, naturally low energy too, because it wears on you. It's a way at, um, and it affects other aspects of your life. Now, on the other side, and I think this is just as interesting, if not more, are the guys who their entire life is falling apart. And actually, just to, to backtrack right there, you can have guys that they're killing in all aspects of life, but they have that one thing is missing, the beautiful women that they want, mm. and it destroys everything. You know, how's life? It's shitty. Well, you're killing it in your career. Well, it's shitty because they're not getting chicks. Um, and the opposite is also true, where guys, their life is in shambles in every other aspect of life, but they're getting laid a lot. Yeah, know? I actually saw that in a documentary by Adam Lyons, some homeless guy. He was like, had like $30 in his bank account, but he was like, lit. he had like five girlfriends, and he would like stay with one like every day of the week. It's pretty funny. Yeah, you think everything is, you know, if you're getting laid, life is good, you think everything's fine. <laughs> That's definitely true. Um, so, you know, when you ask, uh, um, what, uh, you know, does it affect our life? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's all we think about. So if we're getting it, life's great. If we're not, fucking, you know, you become bitter and angry. Yeah, it's kind of like um, how J-Mo was talking about um, the other day, I think in one of his videos, he was saying how... Um, he had, when you had that, that hot Portuguese girl, like, guys were, like, knocking it, and it was, like, it's kind of the same that is uh, always kind of true when you're, like, going out and you're, like, you or one of your friends is, like, successful with women, and you go out with the same guys every week, and you see that um, some people just can't handle it, you know? It's, like, they get jealous. Jealousy is a big, big uh, part of this game. Um, when it comes to uh, beauty, beautiful women, beautiful women, they receive jealousy. Um, they're jealous. They're less attractive peers are jealous of them. Uh, the men who are not getting them are jealous of them. And the men who are getting them, they receive jealousy from their peers who are not getting them. So that's, yeah, that's an example of that. When you get a beautiful woman, other guys get jealous of it. It's definitely the case, especially guys that don't have as much success. They'll look to bring you down. 
Um, and this is, uh, we were talking about this before. Um, this is why, and I, so I wrote an article, it's called 100, um, 100 Night Games Slash Party Scene Situations and How to Deal with Them. I'm going to release that tomorrow. Um, but there's, uh, there's a point there that I made, like when you're out and you meet a new chick, I say, and if you really got her isolated, don't bring her back to your friends to meet the friends, okay? Because any number of things can go wrong. <laughs> the main one that tends to happen is that your friends, they let, even though they're your, your friends, they let that jealousy come out and then they do a couple things. They either try to steal the girl or uh, sometimes they won't even try and steal her. They'll just try and sabotage your ability to get her. Um, and that's why, and this is more common with, uh, with guys who... Don't really, they're not really initiated to this like side of the internet, this kind of info. Mm. And it happens all the time, guys. Uh, they try and, the friends, what, what do they do? They're, they're friends. They try to sabotage in any way they can. And you see this in, in social circles, too, especially now with social media and the digital age. Um, you see, that's why I always tell people, like, if you like a chick in your inner circle or your social circle, do not tell anybody. Don't tell anybody because... Even if you tell your best friend, you know, either he could do something or he's going to tell, he might tell his girlfriend. I've seen it, it usually happens that way. Like, mm. you tell a friend, he's in bed, you know, you know, just having a pillow talk with his chick, it leaks out there, and then once the chick finds out, you're fucked. She's going to tell everyone, it'll get back to the dude. And the dude, they try to sabotage you in any way. It's, it's common. That's how, you know, it's how it happens all the time now. It can, it can be like it's kind of similar like in, in social circle game when uh, you hook up with a girl in your social circle. It's like you don't kiss and tell, otherwise because it's like yeah. you're gonna, if you were getting that pussy, you're gonna lose that pussy. You know what I mean? It's gonna stop coming in. Yeah. But anyway, I, I guess next question is going to be um, oh yeah, a little bit more about you. Um, how long have you trained? Uh, I started in the, well, here's the thing, I was a three-sport athlete growing up, so I was always naturally uh, athletic, uh, but as far as actually getting into gym and lifting weights, I started end of June uh, 2006, and I've just stuck with it ever since. Yeah, I, I see, I see. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. um, shit, what was the next question? Oh, yeah, your educational background. Yeah, so I got it, I, I, uh... Um, I got a, a under, uh, bachelor's degree in uh, political science and uh, history. You know, I didn't know what I was doing for the most part. Screwed around in college, and then I got my MA in management from the uh, from the business school. And your background is Russian and Filipino, right? Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, Filipino Russian. My my father's from the Philippines, and my mom's uh, Russian, but she was born in the states. Yeah, my mom's also Russian. That's cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess that's pretty much all I got for right now. Um, that's all the questions I wrote down. Like I said, I. I uh, did you want to uh, yeah, go into something else? Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, it's the second time, the first time we didn't get it, but we definitely talked about more stuff the first time. But I guess going into, if you want to talk more about um, the RSD stuff. Yeah, definitely. I, I, the question was uh, what, my, what my initial thoughts are. I'm going to do everyone a favor here, and I'm going to give you probably the most informed, honest answer that anyone's going to give out there. So I think a lot of people, um, 
a lot of people, a lot of people that, you know, kind of have their own brand, own website, kind of branching off, um, doing their own thing. They tend to take the same, uh, the same approach where they just bash RSC, like those guys are frauds, blah, 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 and they just go down that route. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to, um, I'm going to tell you what my opinion is based off of, what my, what my honest thoughts are, and I'm going to give it to you from, from both sides of the spectrum. Um, as far as, like, just getting it right out of the way, RSC, anytime you want to find out, you know, is RSC legit or is such and such, you know, coach legit, use the eye test, okay? <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Take a look at the guys who are giving the advice and then compare it to what you see in your normal everyday life. Um, those guys, do they look like guys that are slaying puts left and right, just getting nines and tens and living that rock star lifestyle? No, not at all. And they aren't. <laughs> you know, uh, I know this because I lived in Vegas for a year and I would see them out all the time. And this kind of points back to the, you know, the idea that RSD might be making fake infield videos. Well, observable reality based on, you know, there's a lot of people claiming this mm. based off of what they see in person compared to what they see in the videos that they sell. Um, I tend to agree. In Vegas, were they pull, when I would see them out on a nightly basis, were they pulling nines and tens? No, absolutely not. They were, I used the term polishing off the end. So yeah. They would either not get laid at all, or they would polish off the empty. Polishing off the empty is the term I use um, for like the kind of the, the social throwaways or outcasts who, um, in college, you know, they would get paid rides to the frat party, <laughs> and they would literally polish off the empty. There's no alcohol left, so they're picking up beer cans off the ground and drinking them off that way. They're polishing off the empty. That, that's the same term. So they're getting. Yeah, they're getting throwaway chicks for the most part. I've met, I've actually met a couple, I met R.S.D. Tyler's girl at one of his uh, seminars a while back, and I also met one of uh, R.S.D. Todd's Todd's random girlfriends, I guess, when I was doing, I was actually out with a client, and he approached her in meatpacking, and she said, oh, do you know R.S.D. Todd? That's my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. It was so hilarious. And like you said, they were, like, definitely not on the same... In the same caliber as the girls you yeah, see in some of the infields. You know, these higher caliber chicks that everybody you know, talks about getting on a regular basis, to, get, to really get them, as far as from a cold approach standpoint, you need to have those biomarkers of prime sexual health. You need mm. to have a physique. You need to have yourself. You need to have a sexually dimorphic uh, masculine face. If these are things you like. They significantly put the odds in your favor, and if you're showing me a team of guys that they lack all metrics of this, it's bullshit. Um, yeah, there's no magic pill. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, getting back to Vegas, I would see them, they'd polish up the empty. For the chicks they'd get, they'd get, like, used up, washed up old single hag moms, uh, single mom hags. Or they'd get, you know, like, Mexican gutter trash, like just these sloppy, like, fucking chicks from East L.A. Um... So that's what they were getting. Now, like that Puerto Rican chick that J-Mo was bragging about in his video. <laughs> no, I got to discredit. Um, I, I actually thought that, I mean, I wasn't there in person, uh, but I've I seen the uncensored chick. I, to me, and I think he showed, like that, that's an attractive chick to me because she had all, like. Yeah, she was hot, but she was like, kind of like, 
her the way she was, she didn't she definitely didn't grow up with a silver spoon in her mouth, you know. She was kind of a she's definitely good looking, but she was like yeah. easy, you know. <laughs> she was a good looking easy chick. But whatever, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean I still but there were guys I, I thought it was ridiculous when there were guys that were like were talking shit to him saying she's like a five or a six. That's not a five. Yeah, she wasn't a five or six, but she definitely wasn't a fucking, she definitely didn't go to Harvard. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, all right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, getting back to RSD. So my point is, are they, are they who they say they are? No, they're not. And observable reality, not just mine, but pretty much everybody that, you know, it's not a good sign when everybody who comes into contact with saying the same thing that, yeah, definitely, you know, they're, they're definitely marketers, first and foremost. But, and here's one point that no one makes, and I'm going to make it right now. Are they overall bad or good? Are they overall bad? I'm going to make an argument that there is some good to them, and here's why. Most of the clientele on this side of the internet, mm. you don't want to tell them the cold hard truth. The cold hard truth is that they're, they have shit genetics, you know, they're just not, they didn't have enough prenatal testosterone <laughs> or something like that, just growing up, they, they lost out on the genetic bottom, you know, mom, you know, they could thank their parents for that. They were late to puberty. <laughs> late to puberty, just things like that happen where, you know, we tend to think when we rate, when we rate chicks or we rate, or when well, chicks rate guys that we function on this one to ten scale. Mm. When in reality, we don't. We function on a no or yes scale. And then you kind of, sometimes you kind of have those all the fences that maybe there's something that, that fucking uh, points, you know, kind of tips the scale in, in one direction. Um, so when it comes to, uh, and, and guys, we're a lot more flexible. We have lower standards with this because we have higher sex drive hormones. Mm. Um, we have more testosterone in the body. Um, so women, they tend to look at guys as a no or when they're making that snap judgment, I think you said it before. That yeah, within the first 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah I heard, had many girls snap. tell me that before. Yes. They're thinking no or yes, okay? Um, most guys, there are a lot of guys on this side of the internet, no matter what they do, they are just a hard no. <laughs> a hard no. Like, that's just like, no, there's nothing that guy can do. Um, I mean, there's certain, there, there are certain things that I have helped those, I have helped a lot of those become yes, but it, it really, it doesn't have, it has nothing to do with game. Mm. It has everything to do with um, becoming hormonally optimized and getting into fitness and taking care of that stuff because everything flows from health and fitness. Um, so once in a while you can turn a no into, you know, more so a yes. Um, but uh, a lot of guys are, to be told, they are no's. And you know what? They're going to continue to be no's by the current path they're going towards. Okay? Now, if I told you or if I told them that they were no, they would lose. They would either fucking go on a shooting rampage or end up killing themselves. And that's mm. the cold hard truth because there are there are a lot of a lot of guys on this side of the internet are depressed, they have mental issues, social issues, social anxiety. You know, it's just the product of the times. Um, where RSD comes in, what I do like about them is that the 
even if it's an artificial home, but just to give someone um, that notion to, you know, not give up and just keep going, you know, it, that's not a bad thing, and I, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Um, it, is, it really is a great area, my overall thoughts on, on uh, RSD, because uh, they do mislead a lot of people, in my opinion, mm. um, and
really just, you know, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for you guys uh, watching this. If you guys want to check me out, I'm on uh, strengthbystunning.com. That's my website. Um, I'm reg- I regularly post there. And, uh, yeah, my book, you know, it's on Amazon now. It's called The Pirate Tellers. It's a book. Um, it talks about the war on men. And it really, it goes deep into detail on the war on men. It talks about some of the things you can do if, if you're a guy who, uh, you know, just feels... You know, beat down by the world and you want to take control of your life. You know, it's definitely the book for you. All right, well, yeah, that is um, pretty much all we got for today. Thanks for watching this. We'll definitely have Sonny on again. And, um, okay. all right, have a nice day and thanks for watching. Remember, leave comments and subscribe. And later. All right. All right, take care. Today.